Thank you for tuning in to the How We Interview podcast. In this episode, I spent some time with my good friend, Alex Herr. Alex is a speaker, a writer. Uh, he's a founder of uh, the EB Space Discord channel. He's a huge asset to the employer brand community. He has done so much good in this space, and, and I really appreciate him personally, selfishly. Um, in this episode, we spent some time talking about his background, which is fascinating. We also spent a lot of time talking about AI and how that's going to impact what we do in talent acquisition, not only now or even next year but long into the future and his thoughts on how to best harness ai to do our jobs better more efficiently and smarter so with that i hope you enjoy thank you for tuning in to the how we interview podcast today i've got my good friend uh, alex hurry he's a global employer brand leader he's been doing this a while um i'm going to start you know alex i'm going to start off the podcast with this um we don't we don't have videos no they'll see this but i was on my phone the other day and I saw this picture of you and I, uh, drinks in hand, having a really nice. darn good time. And uh, man, I miss those days. But anyways, all this is to say Alex and I have been friends for a while. Uh, somebody I think the world of and really, really trust. And, and you're also just super smart, which is which is uh, kind of makes up for how much of a dummy I am. But thank you for joining the podcast. <laughs> You too, kind. I, I don't know if uh, super smart would be the right way to describe <laughs> me, but uh it's it's been a while. I'm happy we're able to connect, and uh, thanks for having me on here. Always, always. I, I love it if you can just walk us through your background. I, I think one of the things, one of the most interesting things for me is I talk to different um, folks in this industry. Is there's like no one path to get into this space. They're all very diverse. Yeah. So I love it if you could share that. Yeah, yeah. So um, many moons ago, I lived in uh, lived in Michigan prior to coming here to Austin, Texas. Um, I found my way in player brand. So just, uh, helps to start from the, the beginning, uh, got into it, help desk support, uh, was going to go either to, you know, network technician work. And I, along the way, I decided I really love talking to people. So I made a interesting, uh, move into workers comp. I uh, did that for a bit, really enjoyed talking to the folks and realized it was time to get out of that or I would. Uh, up a die in that job. <laughs> That's the nicest way to put it. Uh, then I uh, went on pursuing my bachelor's and was, you know, had a real strong passion for social media, wanted to learn the ins and the outs of everything. Uh, so I started uh, handling social media accounts for two, uh, two of my cousins who owned Thai restaurants. And so that gave me my social media organic experience, a little bit of paid, and then uh, moved down to Austin, Texas, applied for, gosh, 400 plus jobs. Uh, and then finally, an agency took a chance on me and that gave me the ability for a good year and some to learn the ins and the outs of how things are run on the back end. So media planning, uh, reporting, um, you know, how true campaigns are built out, uh, SEO. Uh, back then, Bing actually stood a chance with Google. So uh, it was a while back. <laughs> it's, Maybe it's coming back now, but, uh, and then from there, I took what was at the time a digital marketing position at V Auto, which was, is a entity of Cox Automotive and the overall uh, Cox family. And uh, found myself uh, on a team of 12 that was like, at the time, one of the only employer branding teams. So I, I learned, you know, learned how I could apply everything I was doing as a job seeker uh, social media management, uh, IT skills, talking with folks from work, the work comp days, which really helped out. Uh, but learned the roles from people who were 
uh, in my opinion, much smarter than me. Uh, they knew a boatload and I was like, okay, let me soak that in and uh, try to learn as much and, you know, try not to get fired. That was the approach because I was a contractor. So did that. Then I went to Informatica, uh, became a team of one, uh, led the the management of the EB, built up all the programs across 27 countries. Um, and then along the way, joined the Talent Brand Alliance. That's how we became friends, committee mm-hmm. member, board member, a lot of fun stuff in between. Uh, and then I moved over to GoDaddy and I've uh, been there for the last two and a half years and uh, uh, recently co-founded the EB Space, which is one of the only employer brand-led communities that is free on Discord, So, which makes it a little bit unique. Yeah, I love that. We'll, um, we'll put a link to the EB Space in the notes so people can check that out. I, I think Thanks. It, it brings up a really interesting point. Like when we were starting out an employer brand, I don't know about you, but I was like, nobody else is doing this. I'm on an island no. and, and you're just kind of like, just <laughs> making stuff up as I go. And, and you, yeah. you said something really funny because I had this conversation with myself more than once. I'm like, you know, your decision tree, should I do this? Yes or no? Yes. Will I get fired? Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no. And will it work? And how will we even know it works? It, it's It's crazy to me now that you and I can have discussions like this years and years down the road and and laugh about it, but it was kind of terrifying back then. I mean, what was your experience like when you were kind of one of the, you know, the founding fathers of the employer brand industry? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was scary, man. Um, I think we we've all been, you know, in different situations where okay, you you don't know if it's going to work. I mean, I I think it was very much a make or break type of setup, uh, but similar to like when dot coms were, you know, on on the verge of either making or breaking it. Um, so you were, you know, throwing spaghetti on the wall, hoping it's going to stick and trying to tie, you know, stuff together to tell leadership, Hey, this is why we should keep it. And you're guessing you're, you're putting all your chips in, you know, let's say if you're, you're betting on black versus red, right. You're taking a huge chance that it works. And I think a lot of circumstances, you know, like for me personally, um, I'd been down here in Austin for three years at that point. And you're like, well, if this doesn't work. That workers' cop certification and the IT skills may have to come back into play, but I don't want to go back to that. So I need to do, you know, put as much, you know, work into this as possible and hopefully it pans out. And uh, here we are seven years later. Yeah, it's a massive leap of faith to like start in, in, you know, A, something new that they, Mm -hmm. you could have as much passion for it as you want. But if it doesn't become a thing, I, I guess, you know, I started in, uh, I'm older than you. <laughs> Started in 08, 09, <laughs> I think, and and in, in this space. And I remember, I never would have guessed in a million years that there would be hundreds, if not thousands, of people that do what we were doing back then. Oh yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm you still, you know, try to connect with a lot of folks um, outside the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, but here, you know, here in the states, like I, yeah, I feel like we we feel like we know everyone who who's in the field here in the U.S. and then. Uh, I always do scans out of you know LinkedIn to see who's who's part of my network, who's not, and there's tons of people just every day jumping into it. So I know there's uh, there there's a belief among some that okay yeah, maybe maybe it's dying out. I don't think so. I think it's growing even more, and I'm just amazed by how many more people who you know take the leap of faith they jump in. Uh, but uh, 
I think, you know, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that um, have made it easier for those individuals to jump in versus dealing with the the struggles we had, you know, many years ago. Yeah. Just like, what are we doing here? Um, it's been a crazy three years. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you, you, in the time that we've known each other, we've seen the, the market go through some pretty wild fluctuations. We've seen hiring decrease, increase, and decrease again. Um, mm-hmm. would love to hear your thoughts on just like coming out of this year, which honestly, I'm glad to have my rearview mirror, but like, what kinds of things are you focused on or really interested in and doubling down on going into the new year, whether it be technologies or just, you know, parts of your strategy that you feel like you can make a bigger difference in? Um, I think it's, you know, for, for me personally, it is, uh, you know, data is very key. Uh, AI is key as well. Um, you know, I'll touch on that after data, but um, I think data is is essential, right? Because we can always tell people, uh, like, you know, the early days in EB, that, okay, why it matters, but uh, you got to tie that into truly like why it matters, why it's uh, hitting the bottom line, you're impacting companies, how you're actually providing some sort of ROI. You, you've got to do that, right? Because I think we we get too lost on the digital marketing side, like we talk impression, impressions, clicks, CTRs. How does that relate, right? How can you share that with your uh, your TA leadership, the uh, the you know the CEO of the company? Like it's got to matter to them. If it doesn't matter to them, you know, when they're getting on the uh, you know they're going down the the list of people, if they you know if you're on the chopping block, like you want to make it harder for them to make that decision. Like you've got to show your absolute value behind that. I think it's easier to do that before it gets down to, you know, the uh, the countdown, whatever situation your company is in. So been working uh, pretty hard on that, um, you know, identifying different trends, ways where we can we can share the stories with leadership, with data. Um, also, just providing a sort of, you know, enablement for our uh, for recruiters uh, and not just, you know, not not where I work, you know, for the full time gig, but also uh, across the industry. So I think that's a huge thing. Um, other one is AI. I just think there's, gosh, in the last four months, there's been so much, right? I feel like six months ago, it became something that hey, everybody was you know, kind of, kind of scared a little bit shitless across, you know, all of TA and EB. It's like, oh, they're going to take our jobs. What's going to happen? Uh, but I think when you, when you dive into the, uh, you know, the details, uh, I had a great, uh, great opportunity to listen to Hung Lee when he was at Wreckfest and he spoke mm-hmm. about okay, you know, there's jobs that will be insulated by AI, but there are jobs where, okay, hey, you know, you're, you're going to either lose some core functionalities or you'll, you'll be, um, you'll be kind of pushed out of that field because AI will take up some of what you once did. And I think there's, there's huge opportunities and like not killing the function of EB, but I think it's going to enhance it because the struggle we always have is we're team of one, team of two. We don't really have the time to be super creative and super strategic because you're, you know, the jack of all trades, but the master of none. And that always happens. Like I, you know, we we love to direct and control everything, but it's impossible to do. You know, we we're gonna lack something somewhere along the way. And that's where I think AI can make up for that. So if we you know, if we're constrained to a team of one, team of two or three, well, if we want to have a team of six one day, but we don't have that budget. There's AI uh, that can help us in those different areas to free up the time to allow us to 
uh, to make up for where we're lacking. And I think diving deep into that and really making it work within you know, your strategy or the uh, you know, the approach your team has is going to be key for you know for all of us in 2024. Definitely key for me. But um, you know, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that and how you think that plays into things. It's fascinating. It, it, it's a it, it's. It's funny because I I didn't know you were I know you're early adopter technology very technologically focused and now that you've walked through your background I'm like ah this is all this is all coming together so if anybody is going to be ahead of this curve it's it's Alex right and but it's funny because three four God I might be dating myself but four or five years ago AI and recruiting had kind of a false start remember we we're all like oh no this is happening and then it just never really got traction and then. As AI became more pervasive in like the larger society, now we're seeing probably what was trying to happen in recruiting three or four years ago actually come to pass. I feel like the the teams that turn their back on AI will be the ones that will be most impacted. The ones that learn to harness it and make it work for them will yep. like it's it's almost it's it's weird to say. Maybe I'm talking to like our our overlords or whatnot, but like I, I feel like the more you embrace it, the more apt you are to let it work for you and to help it make you more efficient. I don't know anybody in this space is like, I got too many people, I got too much budget. It just doesn't exist anymore, especially no. today. And I, I don't I don't know the next time that's gonna happen again. You could argue in the last couple of years, there were some times I'm like, yikes, I've, I've I got a lot of stuff. That, that's just not going to be part of our future going forward. You can find tools, particularly things um, such as AI that make kind of increase the scope of your output. I, I think it's going to make these teams more effective. I, I agree a thousand percent. And, it, and it's not to replace the human touch. We're in the people business. We always will be in the people business. And, and if you go too far, it can make your brand mm-hmm. less authentic. It could come off kind of stale and cold and take some of the, the human aspect away from that. But if you can use it in such a way for those things that you and I do not want to do, I'm 100% on board with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of efficiencies that can be gained. Um, uh, you know, like you said, I think the structure of uh, overall TA teams, it's it's going to change, right? I don't think we'll we'll have these massive teams, but we'll have more more compact yet effective teams uh, that are able to do uh, more with less. Uh, I just think that's and it's not be like you said, it's not a budget constraint. I think that's just the direction that we're headed in. Uh, but also with that, I think there's there's got to be guardrails and everything, you know, properly uh, go through it and like don't just take AI for face value because uh, you know definitely there's a lot of buyers there were what you're getting, right? And, you know, for just doing a simple search off BARD or chat GPT, um, don't just take whatever you're getting at first and say, okay, hey, that's that's the gospel. It's like, no, 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 no. Look at the source, just like you would, because it's no different than doing an actual search on Google, right? You still got to verify the source. So do the same thing. But uh, I think we, uh, you know, we, we've got a long way to go in a short amount of time. So there, there's a lot to be done. And that is, that's definitely something I'll be, you know, diving deep into uh, during my time off during the holidays. I love it. I love it. That and I'll be eating. Oh. <laughs> this episode of How We Interview is brought to you by Riembi. You understand the importance of maximizing your team's efficiency. Instead of having your recruiters or coordinators spend time with expense reports to reimburse candidates for interview expenses, automate the process with Riembi. Riembi streamlines the reimbursement process, ensuring your candidates receive their reimbursement quickly and accurately. 
Your team can focus on other essential aspects of the hiring process by eliminating reimbursement tasks from their workload. Automating reimbursements is a significant improvement to the candidate experience. No more dealing with spreadsheets, attaching receipts to emails, or waiting weeks to receive the payout. With Reambi, the reimbursement payout to your candidates is sent the same day expenses are approved. To learn more about how Reambi can help your team, visit Reambi.com. That's Reambi, R-E-I-M-B-I.com. So, so given your propensity to kind of embrace new technology, what specific technologies have you seen lately that are really speaking to you? Things like, oh, I, I need some of that in my life or that, that solves kind of a business critical problem that I have. Hmm. I like, I really like what Canva has been doing to, to make things easier because we, you know, with the full-time gig, we have the, the luxury of having a full-blown studio team, you know, studio slash creative team that can do everything for us when it comes to high-end production. But uh, Canva's done a lot to make the, you know, ad hoc type of uh, uh, work slash task that normally, you know, you could get something there like on a social design. It doesn't look the best. It was always frowned upon by designers, but uh, it gets you a little bit closer to looking a little more legit. And it's, they're, they've really embedded a lot of AI that makes it a whole lot easier to be doing things. Uh, but I, I like that. And then um, uh, shoot, it's just the the overall um, you know inclusion of AI uh, across the different platforms that we use, like LinkedIn, has been incredibly helpful. You know, from a personal branding perspective, or even when it comes to sharing content as a, an ambassador for the full time gig, mm-hmm. like having the ability to okay, hey, this is Maybe, you know, instead of me spending 30 minutes with the, you know, massive brain dump and then, you know, brain fart, but trying to figure out what to say, right? You know, it can it can read things in a certain way that will will make it easier for me to look at that and say, okay, hey, this is what I want to do. This is really what I want to say. And give me a few different options to work with uh, versus do, having that back and forth, which I still think it it helps to collab with your teammates. But there's times where, okay, you're just in a pinch. You got to get going quickly. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, that's been good, but also, um, you know, I want to I want to dive a little more into how I can better analyze data. And I know there's there's AI alternatives out there um, to, you know, help up with reporting. But um, I always think it's a fine line when you do that, too, because um, what you got to realize, too, at the end of the day, you know, they each their own with your companies. But if you're popping data in there, it's got to be something that is, you know, approved by your team because you're giving that information, you're training the AI, which is what we're doing. Uh, but finding one that, you know, works for, you know, for me on a personal level, but also for the full-time gig where you can truly analyze things because I think there's a lot that we think we can get, but if there's a way to to work smarter and a whole lot faster, I'm all about that. Yeah. Uh, amen to that. It, it's fascinating. I've listened to you talk and, and I think about how kind of crazy our roles have become like when I worked, I used to work in the consumer side of marketing, right? So customer facing consumer marketing, and I didn't really care about mm-hmm. data, right? I, I was really tasked with customer acquisition, but the data team did all that work, right? I was really more about what kind of creative solutions can we come with to, to interest, engage and convert prospects in into customers, which isn't entirely different than recruiting. But once yeah. you get into talent acquisition, you don't have these massive teams anymore. And you've got no. to, on one hand, well, I'll use the, the right hand, my left side of my brain, you've got to be highly creative, 
very good problem solver. You, you need to be technically proficient because you need to know what levers to pull to fill top of funnel. But on the other side, you need to have enough data chops to be able to tell your own story, show how it's working, and also be able to kind of show this cause and effect between the resources, whatever limited resources we have, and then how they're deployed and how they're performing. And I don't know a lot of jobs that force you to think with both sides of your mind like that. I agree. That's where um, it's always a fun conversation when somebody decides to, you know, make a career change. And hey, let me let me jump into employer brand. You know, Aaron and Alex, I see what you're doing there, and they they I always say they see a very small percentage of the output, right, the actual finished product. But um, like you mentioned, you know, when you go back to you know uh, the crux of what we do, project management, you got to be good with the data, got to have that creative approach when it comes to copywriting design. Oh, hey, on top of that, you need to take this to leadership. And then, you know, uh, you're preaching to the choir, but you're trying to take everything that is at a high level, I would say, you know, past university, and you got to like dumb it down, like you would tell, uh, take everything, make it succinct, and explain it to someone like, okay, they're, they're a fifth grader. Cause you got to assume that each person you come across has no knowledge on what you do. Because we say employer branding, we know what it is, they see social media the cute fluffy stuff out there and it nothing resonates with them. Right. So you're taking a lot of different skills that like they have to come together. Um, and the truth is if they don't come together, then, um, you know, maybe in six months, if your little management of that, uh, you know, that employer brand program doesn't go as planned, uh, they're giving up on that, you know, like a, like a movie or TV show and then they're on to the next thing. And you're, uh, you're putting a banner on your LinkedIn been there you know it's it's funny i uh i find myself falling into this trap um my mom sent me a note today she listened to one of the episodes of the podcast and i'm like <laughs> were you tracking like did it make sense and she said yeah and in my head i'm like no you weren't like sometimes <laughs> it's really easy i mean that's kind of the approach you need to take with your your leadership right like they don't live and breathe this stuff every day like you and I do. Much like I, I would be lost in a boardroom if I had to sit there and talk about PLs. Maybe not lost, but yeah. I certainly wouldn't speak up. And, and the ability to kind of tailor your message, and maybe that's like the third piece of what an effective employer brand or needs to do is like mm -hmm. advocacy, negotiation, one part fundraising. I mean, all the that's a huge part of this job. It is, it is, but I think it's um, it, it's good that we 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 recognize that it's a huge part of the job, and that's you know kind of the uh, what's needed in your arsenal of uh, you know for your skill set, right? But I think the biggest downfall is when we assume we have it all down, and we don't try to work on those things. Like for for me, over the better part of the last two and a half years, it was okay. I know I can run everything on my own, but I know what I'm lacking is that that muscle where I can, uh, okay, let me let me lead a team. Let me learn how to uh, get out of the weeds, uh, lead by example, be more strategic, which is difficult to do when you've been a team of one. And then also, how can I learn to be a, a leader at a higher level, right? And that comes from just, okay, you know, making yourself vulnerable and saying, I, I think I know some, but I know that I'm kind of lacking some shit too, right? So let me learn from people who are better than me. And then I think it makes you a more well-rounded employer brand leader by doing so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is funny. Like 
you know, like they put people in my care, like really? And then on the other side is like, I, I've seen some other leaders on like, they really shouldn't be managing folks. And and so, oh yes, right. And it's, it's like, Hey, I don't know how they're getting through life, much less somebody giving them a division or, or, you know, dozens and dozens of folks. And, and it goes, it, it, I guess, boils down to the point, like, Born, born to lead. Um, you know, some people very much are are wired that way, and, and others, you know, it, it's a bit more of a challenge. I think we're all in different places in our journey on that. And and I, I think you you've got a you've got a high hunger for learning. I, I do as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's one part of our jobs that's super important is is not only the the functional part of our jobs, but also like how are we showing up at work? How are we supporting those that are left in our care? Agreed. Yeah. And I, you know, our mutual friend, Lindsay Stanford, who was, you know, at the time she was on a mission to uh, restore everyone's faith in humanity through a, a well-known show, Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was like my, my uh, Northern star when it comes to, uh, to learning how to, to lead and, you know, being more curious, not judgmental. Mm-hmm. It, it helped me out, you know, just with leading overall. And I think, uh, having, you know, a different approach was, was significant, but I mean, um, yeah, it's always amazing when you look at things, you're like, okay, you're entrusting me with this team here. Let me, um, let me try my best and now we'll see, you know, we'll see where this goes. If it works out great. Uh, you know, I'm running a full fledged team. We have something amazing to talk about. If it doesn't, I find myself on, uh, you know, maybe we're having a different conversation during this podcast and it's like, okay, uh, this is why it didn't go well. Yeah. And. And I think just being open to knowing you don't have all the answers is half the battle. Heck, it maybe 51% of the battle. Um, I, it is interesting. I, I don't know how you feel about this. It's like I have so much less certainty about life at my age now than I had 20 years ago. Like 20 years ago, I pretty much thought I had it all figured out. And now yeah. one, of the, one of the gifts life has given me is like, nah, no, you don't at all. Uh, I think we've been humbled uh, a few times over the Gosh, easily over the last three to four years. Yeah. So it's like, okay, uh, you think you have it down. You uh, you get humbled rather quickly. Um, and you know, if you have it, you're still out there, guns are blazing. But I think we're uh, we're we're still quite courageous. But you you know what you can do, what you can't do. And uh, like you said before, I mean, we're both uh, you know uh, life less like life learners, right? We always want to keep learning, keep getting better. That's uh, a good trait to have. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're getting to the end of the year. Uh, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but I do love the notion of like there's some end point in this year, and I'm going to do this thing differently. Or I want to be better or do less of this. What what is and this? Could be personal, professional, whatever you choose. Like, what is at the top of your list for like things you want to change or do differently or learn more about for the new year? Hmm. Uh, I think it's always. Um, Getting out of my own way uh, when it comes to it's always easy to assume that you know best, right? And that's something I always work on. It's, uh, you know, you could read something uh, or, you know, read something on LinkedIn and you're like, okay, this is this is wrong, right? But taking a step back and saying, okay, hey, listen, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a different way to do things. Uh, and that's something that I talk a lot about, uh, you know, my public presentations or if I'm posting on LinkedIn. But it's also something I've got to keep working on. Uh, I, I know I'm not there quite yet because you always, you know, you, you, you fall back on, okay, hey, I know I could do this better. But it's being open to always being open to a different way of doing things. 
So that's uh, that's definitely key for me. And then also outside of that, it's um, you know, shoot, um, just just finding finding different uh, outside of being open to different things, finding a way to do things uh, differently that we you know maybe it's part of my arsenal that I've I've brought from you know Cox over to Informatica, and that's where I'm at now with GoDaddy. It's okay, that's probably worked before, but hey, Aaron or you know whoever is is here at the full time gig. Can you take a look at this? Let me know. Like, don't don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. It may be I may think this is the best way to do things. You're gonna look at that and probably say, "Hey, this is absolute garbage." Or it's okay. We got a few more things to add on to that. Uh, so being being more more prone to do that. But um, gosh, outside of that, I um, I'm just uh, I don't know. I mean, outside of the you know with with work and everything. I would say it's to to get out there more, uh, get more exposure when it comes to being in the space, uh, EV specifically, and just using that to uh, to you know create more relationships and uh, shoot to travel a whole lot more. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I will tell you, after being separated from employment for about six months, that it, it, I, I I've always been a huge proponent of 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 being visible and and the value of of your network but mm-hmm. once you're not working you really don't understand the true power of your network until you're not working and and so yeah. it was it was you your peers my former agency partners staffing agency partners technology vendors that were checking in on me i, I don't know maybe i was setting off some red flags or something but people were so Oh, and you were you were one of them, right? He's so willing mm-hmm. to reach out and be like, "Yo, are you okay? Is there what can I do to help?" Or I saw this job, or have you looked at this? Or the podcast is great. If maybe even it wasn't that episode, and and the support of this community, and and I love the fact that you've made yourself so open to connect with others. Because if you if you listen to this and you're like, "Look, I just don't know what to do next year." You two jokers are talking about 2024, and I barely got through 23. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't hesitate to reach out. I mean, worst case scenario, somebody ignores you or, or says no, but there are a lot of really good people in this space who who have kind of been there, done that, and have knowledge and leverage and, and, and join Alex's Discord. I mean, I just think there's so many things out there at your disposal that you could take advantage of. So if you're feeling isolated or alone, or you just don't know where next to go with your role, or you're getting all this downward pressure, reach out, ask for help. I think there's just really no reason, especially in this age now to suffer in silence. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, man. And I, um, you know, uh, definitely did, uh, you know, reach out to you. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book and I, I always glean on my own personal experiences. You know, I've been there before, before I joined GoDaddy. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I had a, uh, a stint at a, at a company that, um, you know, had a cool musical name, uh, did not work out as planned, but there was power in my network. Um, yeah, I know you're one of the folks I reached out to when I was in my time of need and there, there's power in that. And I think that embracing that, um, it's, it's easy to go back to our, you know, our, our small net community or our, our network when times are rough, but doing that also too, like while you're still employed. Uh, why you're going through different projects that you're working on is key. Uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, there's there's a huge power in community. And um, you know, to anyone who's who's listening to this, uh, reach out. Happy to help out. I will. Uh, I will always, you know, provide some sort of assistance. I have 
you know, guide you as best as I can. And uh, hey, maybe the best advice for you, you know, with where you're at in your career may not be what you want to hear, but I'll, you know, tell you the truth, try to set you up for success. Uh, but feel free to connect uh, if we're not already connected on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's awesome. That was that was my next question. Uh, reach out to Alex on LinkedIn. Join his Discord. Alex, I appreciate you, sir. Um, a, always enjoy talking with you. And B, I, I can't wait to get another drink in person. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we'll, we'll definitely need to do that. Awesome. Thanks so much, Alex. All right, no problem. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How We Interview podcast brought to you by Riambi. Head to our website at howweinterview.com to find the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Leaving us a rating and review also helps us reach more listeners interested in learning from other talent acquisition professionals.